What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are you on a Wednesday? Today is, what's today? February 23rd. We are flying through February. 222 is over. I didn't make nearly as big a deal as I should have about the whole two thing. Everyone's freaking out yesterday. But uh, either way, welcome into today's podcast. How are we doing this week? On today's show, we're going to talk about winning percentages. It seems to be something that a lot of people out there really struggle with, especially these so-called professional bettors on Twitter or, uh, you know, giving out picks. Even on like ESPN, it's like, all right, let's reset here and understand what we should be talking about when it comes to winning percentages and expectations. And uh, look, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, especially people in sports media or sports betting media who want to make it seem easy, who want to make it seem like, yeah, we're giving locks out or we're beating bookies. Just like, look, winning is hard. And as I said yesterday, you know, if you really spend time at this, I didn't want to make it seem like it's easy. I heard from a couple people go, hey, I heard you say sports betting is easy to win in. That's not what I meant to say on yesterday's show. The point of yesterday's show, and what I meant by the little rant about winning in sports betting is that if you really dedicate yourself and you learn and you maybe you know either go back to school you do a little math and you, and, and you rekindle some of your you know your the, the math that you knew in high school and college and you, and you do a, you, you put some time into building a model and understand how that works and and build a system and take it seriously betting sports then you can win okay but i didn't mean to say hey anyone out there quit your job if, if you, as long as you spend 40 hours a week you're going to win betting sports that was not the point okay and there's a lot of people out there who listen to my show and listen to other shows and they tail which means you follow other people's bets uh a lot of different people whether it's shows individuals and it's a very risky business following someone's bets over a long period of time. You have to understand or you have to feel confident that whoever you're getting your bets from understands what they're doing. Because everyone out there from you to me to my dog to Billy Walters, the best sports better of all time, everyone out there, it doesn't matter how good or bad you are, you're going to have a couple of streaks where you go eight and two, and you're going to have a couple of streaks where you go two and eight. That shouldn't define that you can sell picks. If, you, if you're advertising that you've gone 18 and four over your last 22 picks, that shouldn't be a license to then sell picks just because of that short-term success. Everyone, including my dog, randomly picking games by tennis ball will have 18 and four runs over 22 games. I promise you that. So what we'll talk about on today's show is winning percentages, what to look for, what to expect from professional bettors, from yourself, and really how to bet smarter and understand how to consume sports media a little bit smarter. All right, let's talk about Better Edge. Every single bet that you make with Better Edge is VIG free. Okay, so get rid of the VIG. Stop paying a VIG today by betting with Better Edge. Now, the way you can do this, Better Edge is technically not a sports book. They're a social media platform where you can legally bet. It's 100% legal. And the cool thing is, in a lot of states like California, South Carolina, where you can't even bet yet, you can legally bet with Better Edge. Okay, and it's better because you're not paying a VIG. I don't know why everyone's not signed up with Better Edge not paying a VIG. Online, B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better, edge.com. Put in promo code SHARP for a free $20. That lets them know that we sent you. And uh, again, free 20 bucks roll over free. OnlineBetterEdge.com. Promo code SHARP. Start betting VIG free today. All right, let's get to it. Winning percentages. How, have you ever gotten on uh, Twitter or Instagram or I don't know if they're selling pics on TikTok these days. I'm not on TikTok. But have you ever got onto social media and you see someone say, we are... 
whatever, 70% or 65% this year. Buy our picks. Sign up here, right? Uh, Free picks have been doing well, but VIP is killing it. You know, sign up here. And winning percentage is a very interesting thing. So before we get into winning percentage and go deep in that topic, I first want to talk about projections because projections in sports betting, they are everything. Okay, think about it. Projections define whether we make bets or don't make bets. It's the percentage chance that we give to really anything to happen, i.e., I think the Lakers will win 60% of the time. So if we think the Lakers will win whatever game we're handicapping 60% of the time, well, knowing that 60% represents minus 150 or is represented as minus 150, that's our personal money line for the game. We think the Lakers' money line should be minus 150. That's a fair bet for us. So if the line is Lakers minus 130, that's a bet. If the line is Lakers minus 170, that's not a bet. Okay, And that's based on our projection. So projections are everything, but really it's the hardest thing to do. How do you come up with a very accurate percentage, or at least what we think is an accurate percentage to represent something happening before it happens? Okay. Coming up with a great raw line is very, very, very difficult, but it's everything in sports betting. So once you can do that, then you can start betting sports, but that number is everything. That's why, again, referencing Billy Walter and the computer group back in the 90s, they were able to beat the house so consistently, they were working with computers that the house wasn't. Now, everyone kind of does the same thing. That's why I went back to school at several different places and learn how to write code and data science and program computers because that's what the books are doing. That's what I want to do. I want to fight fire with fire, and I don't want to hire someone every year to do it and cut into my profit margin. So coming up with a great raw line is very difficult, but it is everything in sports betting. So I just wanted to put that out there first. We'll come back to that later in the show, but projections and the percent chance that we give something to happen is very important. So let's talk about winning percentage. Okay, Sports betting, uh, sports betting profitably, let's say, is quite complex. It can be done as we've said, but it takes a long time to learn how the industry works, all the little details out there. It's like everything else in life, right? The details often mean the most. Think about your own job, okay? Whatever it is, there's probably a vast sweeping generalization that you give people about what you do. And then there's the little details that only you know, or only people who are good at your job know that make you good, or at least make you not fireable at your job, right? It's all about the little details, And it's no different in sports betting. Okay, It's all about those little details and understanding how all that works. And part of the details that that you have to know to be a good sports better is expectation. It's what you should be expecting from yourself and from other people. And to really get what winning percentage means and what it should mean is pretty complex. And hopefully by the end of today's show, you all have a good understanding of it, but it is quite complex. And you know what? It actually does surprise me how few people out there really know what they're talking about. I mean, look, here's how you immediately know how to spot a fraud within this industry of sports betting who's trying to sell picks or give advice or whatever. Here's how you immediately spot a fraud. First of all, they brag about short-term win percentage or win streaks. As we've said, anyone from you to me to my dog can have short-term streaks and get hot in uh, 10, 20, 30, 50, even 100-game span. Okay, that's not that many games. So that can happen to anybody. Okay, so if they're bragging about short-term win streaks, 
that doesn't say to me they haven't had success. That's great. It says to me they're getting excited about something they shouldn't be getting excited about. Uh, next, they highlight their immaculate record. Really, really what today's show is about uh, record. So we'll kind of skip over that one for now. Uh, and third, they boast how easy winning is. The moment I hear anyone say, oh, winning in sports betting, it's easy. It's easy. We've been crushing the books for three months. We we don't lose ever. It's like, no, everyone loses. It's an integral part of sports betting. It actually really is. So how do you spot a fraud immediately? They say winning is easy. They brag about short-term win percentage. Okay, those two. And then third, they highlight their fantastic record, 65% over the year or whatever it may be. Often, I will see tweets like that. People claiming to be, I don't know, 65% lifetime. Well, not only is that likely bullshit, it's actually not ideal at all. And here's why. It's all about maximizing profit. And there aren't a million profitable bets out there. Okay, now let's go, to back, uh, let's go back to what we began the show with, projections, okay? It is extraordinarily rare to get a game where I project, say, I don't know, a 60% chance for team A to win, which is minus 150. And the market has the team at minus 110. That's a huge, that is a huge gap. That's a, to be exact, that's a 7.62% advantage on that bet. <laughs> that never happens. That is very, very rare to have a bet with that much of a perceived edge. I'm usually, and professionals are usually working with razor thin margins. I often make bets where I project a 54% chance of something happening and I make a minus 110 bet into that prediction because minus 110, 52.38. If I predict, if I think something's going to happen 54% of the time, that's about a one and a half percent edge. That is three times the house edge against us in blackjack. So think about that. The margins we're working with here are so razor thin that there aren't a whole ton of 65 percent bets out there. There aren't a ton of bets out there to be 65% winners. So here's the thing. On any given day, and this is completely random, completely pulling it out of my ass. So if you have a problem with these numbers, I really don't care. This is for an example. On any given day, let's say on a board of 100 games. Doesn't matter what sport, we're just saying there's 100 games to pick from. Out of those 100 games, I don't know, maybe there's five to seven that I think would be good bets, okay? And that means we have a razor-thin margin of being, you know, like a 1% to 3% uh, profitability for our end, okay? So if we have a 1% to 3% edge on, you know, maybe 5 to 7 bets, well, that's probably typical. There's probably in 100 bets, maybe 1, maybe Two, if that, that's really probably rare, but maybe one, maybe two, potentially, games where you have a big enough edge to where your edge is 15%, okay? Or let's just say uh, your edge is 13%, because let's say you're betting into minus 110 sports, okay? And you're claiming to be 65%. Well, the problem with this is, do, do you see where we're going here? If not, it's okay. The problem, The problem with this is, if there's so few 65% opportunities on the board all the time, what you're doing by definition is leaving money on the board because you're not taking other profitable bets. We know every bet, 54%, 55%, 56%, 57%, 58%, every bet in between 54% 
and 65% or whatever they're claiming to be is profitable. So every bet or every winning percentage that you're canceling off by not making those bets, you're, you're losing money. Now, you're going to have more losses, right? Your record's going to, by definition, get worse. It's going to go from 65%. It should be around 55%. But you're going to be betting hundreds, if not thousands more games, it's, which is what you need. You need volume. You don't want to randomly, occasionally bet a game and have this fantastic record where you're, it's like all in, you're, you're betting these obscene amounts of money. You want to grind out. You want to have small edges. You want a lot of different bets. That's how you make money. It's not about going 65%. The first thing I hear whenever anyone says, oh, I'm going 65%, or the first thing I think is, well, the first thing I think is you're probably full of shit, but let's pretend they're not full of shit. Let's pretend whoever's saying to, you know, that they're 65% is being 100% honest. Well, then the first thing I think is, dude, you're leaving, or you know, whoever, you're leaving so much money on the table. What about all those 59% bets, all those 58% bets, all those 55% bets that you're just not betting? You could have a thousand more bets in your pro- on your portfolio every week, and yeah, you're going to not have as sexy of a winning percentage, but you're going to have a lot more money in the end. And isn't that what this is all about? Maximizing profit, making sure we're getting as much money back as we can. So that's why winning percentage. And when you read on Twitter, hey, we are 80% over the last whatever, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. You are taking your bets from someone who doesn't understand how to maximize profit. And this is what I was talking about earlier in the show, that if you really want to understand sports betting, it's about the details. All right, everyone. Do you like player props? Do you like betting player props? If so, you have to check out Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. So you build DFS-style lineups only with player props. It's so much fun. But also, you can build some of the best parlays. And by best, I mean best payout potential parlays that I've, I've seen in the industry. You're going to get paid out better than most sports books are going to pay you for all these parlays you can make for player props. Build a two, three, or four player prop parlay, and it pays out better, if not the exact same as a sports book. Check them out online, thrivefantasy.com. Put in promo code SBD for a 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. Online, thrivefantasy.com, promo code SBD. And uh, again, it is all about the details. And this is what I said about your job or whatever you do right for a living. This is the same thing that makes me good at this and understand the minute differences between what should be a good winning percentage and not. It's the same thing that makes you good at your job. Okay, it's just that if someone came into your job and started saying all this bullshit that made no sense... And oh, this it's easy to do this here. You just A, B, and C. It's easy to whatever it is, you know, be a doctor. You just got to do, well, no, there's a lot more detail that goes into it, right? Same thing here. So when I read on Twitter, hey, it's, it's easy to beat the books. We're 80% over the last whatever. We're hot. Sign up now. First of all, if someone says they're 65% or 80% or whatever, what are they implying? What should be taken from that? What I think a lot of people take from that is, oh, they're 80%. I can expect to go 80% with them. Right? Let's just extrapolate that. And that's not going to happen. And again, if it does, if you're really buying picks from someone who goes 80%, they're leaving a lot on the table. And, and buying picks is not advised anyway. We, that's why we don't sell picks on the show. We never have. We never will. I've never charged a dime for my picks. And I love giving free picks out when I can to help people out or whatever. But that's not part of what we do. 
And if they're claiming again, anyone out there claiming to be 65% or anything like that, it's just either not true or it's horrible decision-making from their part. And it's so rare. I'll, I'll leave you on this. It's so rare to get those games. As I said earlier, to get an edge or to get a game where I think it, it should be minus 150 for the money line and it's minus 110 is so, so rare. I'm usually making bets where my edge is like 1%. And uh, if I breezed over the whole blackjack thing er earlier, what that meant was the house edge against a perfect blackjack player without counting or anything, counting cards, uh, is about a half of a percent, 0.5%. So what happens if a table loses 50,000 in one night? Does the pit boss come down and shut that table down for good? No, they know they're going get to get it back long term. It's the same in sports betting, right? But the whole question is, how do you know you have that edge? That's the toughest part to always identify. And so for me, the better I feel about sports and the models I've created for sports, i.e. hockey and soccer, the, the thinner the margins I will bet into. For like the NFL, which is so hard to beat, I don't make an NFL bet unless I have a perceived edge of like 3 or 4%, which is so rare. That's why I don't bet a lot of NFL you know, or NBA. These markets are so tough to beat right now. I simply don't, you know, it's it's not about ego or giving the games that everyone's going to watch or whatever. For me, it comes down to one thing and one thing only. Can we make more money? And it goes into being smarter, understanding more about the industry, more about sports betting, more about investing in it. And what we talked about today, winning percentages, what you should expect from yourself and what you should expect from the public or anyone giving picks out there. It's hard to win betting sports. If anyone tells you otherwise, I'd run the other way. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck, whatever you have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.